It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's a doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotsi. Welcome to Dr. Hotsi's Wellness Revolution. This is Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsi, founder of the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. And if you have not downloaded our podcasts yet, Please do so. All you have to do is go to hoaxypodcast.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E podcast.com. I am so excited about this show, Dr. Hoaxie. We finally have Dr. Joel Furman on the program. And not only do we recommend his book all the time to our guests, isn't that right? Right. One Eat of its to live. famous books, right. Eat to Live. Um, but he's come up with another book recently as well. He's very passionate about natural approaches to health. Can't wait to get his perspective on how he can help our audience. Thank you so much, Stacy, and thank you for joining us today on Wellness Revolution. I told you many times that I believe that you and every individual needs a doctor who can coach them, who has the know-how to coach them onto a path of health and wellness naturally without using pharmaceutical drugs so that as you mature, You've got energy, you've got vim and vigor, you got get up and go, you got enthusiasm for life. And if that makes sense to you, you're listening to the right program because today we're, we have an interview with a tremendous leader in the natural approaches to health, particularly in regards to nutritional approaches to health, and it's Dr. Joel Furman. You have probably, if you're at all interested in your health, and I presume you are or you wouldn't be watching this podcast you know that Dr. Furman is the author of six New York Times bestsellers, Eat to Live, which we use in our practice and give to our guests, Super Immunity, The End of Diabetes, The End of Diabetes, imagine that, Eat to Live Cookbook, The End of Dieting, and a book I just read last night, The End of Heart Disease, which Dr. Furman promotes as being completely preventable. He advocates. He tells his audiences, his patients, his colleagues, both in the conventional and natural realm, heart disease is preventable. And I believe this wholeheartedly. And so I appreciate Dr. Furman's strong stand on this. Now, he's a he's a physician who, who currently has a practice in northern at Northern Arizona University. He's the president of the Nutritional Research Foundation. And we're going to learn about his nutritional approaches to health. He's been in practice for over 25 years using nutritional approaches to health as opposed to pharmaceutical approaches to health to help his patients with diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, kidney disorders, obesity, degenerative arthritis, a host and slew of diseases, bowel disorders. He's helped them get well by eating correctly. Now, what a novel idea. Oh, by the way, there was somebody who said that early on in the history of medicine. His name was Hippocrates. Guess who he was? He was a father of medicine. He said, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. And if any any physician in the country exemplifies that philosophy, it's Dr. Joel Furman. Dr. Furman, thank you for joining us today on Wellness Revolution. 
Well, thank you so much, and thanks for that such that warm and complimentary introduction. Really appreciate it. If yeah. I could just um, make one clarification that I don't um, practice in Northern Arizona University. I, we just have a research office there. That's that's um, I got you know you. has some researchers, PhDs doing my doing research projects. I actually live in Flemington, New Jersey, New Jersey now. Right. I here in New Jersey, and I also have a retreat in San Diego, California. So I'm all over the country, but I, but I don't practice in Arizona. But I do go to Arizona a lot and work with the research team there. Right. So uh, I apologize for making that error. I did remember reading that you were in New Jersey. I guess it's hard for a guy who grew up in the Bronx to get, to get too, far, too far away from home, huh? <laughs> well, listen. Okay, Dr. Furman. How in the world did you go through medical school? You graduated University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine back in 88. You, I went through medical school here at the University of Texas. I don't think we had a class on vitamins and minerals, and I don't think we had a class on nutrition, one. I don't believe we I can't. If we did, I can't remember it. So uh, tell me, how in the world, coming out of a conventional background, allopathic background like you did, how did you get interested in nutrition? Well, I actually went to medical school because of my interest in nutrition. And so I was on the world figure skating team in the 1970s. Right. And I was always reading nutrition books for uh, produce better stamina, not get sick for competing internationally. And, I, um, and my father was overweight and sickly, and he brought a lot of books into the house on nutrition. So I just read a lot of nutrition books as a teenager. And when I, when I finished that career in, as an athlete, and I was working, I, I first entered my family's shoe business. We had a chain of 10 shoe stores. And I realized that my passion was in really, it was in using nutrition therapeutically. And I realized that it, it wasn't going to be popular, but I knew it would be a niche and people would be very interested in getting well naturally. So I actually decided to go to medical school specifically to pursue the career that I eventually cultivated. So um, it's been a tremendously rewarding and it's just so exciting to watch people get well from what they, what most people consider, you know, irreversible conditions like psoriasis or ulcerative colitis or reversing diabetes or getting rid of chronic headaches or resolving fibromyalgia. So I've been doing this right from the start for the last 27 years. And I, and I, so while in medical school, I was still going to the conventional approach for the purpose of doing my, you follow me? Right. I got you. You earned the degree so you could do what you wanted to do and really didn't adopt right. their philosophy of practice, nor did I. Now, the night I graduated from medical school, Dr. Furman, my father had a banquet for me at the Houston Club downtown. And I was married, and, you know, my wife was there, and my brothers, I have six brothers and a sister and other friends, and he turned to me over dinner, and he looked at me in the eye, and he said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. And he planted that seed in my brain that ultimately, 12 or 14 years later, gave birth to the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center, where we do natural approaches to health like you do and are totally opposed to the pharmaceutical approach, which we believe is killing Americans. It's, it's just so bad what's happening out there in the, in the world today. And in reading your book, it just made me all the more livid about what's happening because you have, you have adopted a, an approach to treating a plethora of health problems with food. What a novel idea. Oh, so that's, uh, I, I wonder why the drug companies and the doctors don't teach that. It's Maybe wonder. because you can't, can't slap a patent on it. You can't slap a patent and you can't charge huge fees for doing this. Most physicians treat 
the disease with either surgery or drugs. And Dr. Furman treats the problems with food. So let's talk about that. T- tell us about your approach to food, your approach to health. The common health problems people see as they get older. They get overweight. The vast majority of Americans are overweight, 70%. They've got diabetes or pre-diabetic syndromes. They're all metformin or host of Vandy, a host of other drugs. They've got high blood pressure. They've got developing or have coronary artery disease. They've got kidney disorders, poor function of the kidneys. They've got degenerative arthritis. They're having strokes. They're having getting Alzheimer's disease. They're getting recurrent chronic illnesses. They've got bowel disorders. They've got, uh, they've, they've got Crohn's disease. They've got a host of problems. They've got skin disorders. How do you handle a patient that comes in? How, how can you help them with food? Well, you know, that's the really the crux of all this, is that when you're sick with obesity and diabetes and heart disease and those issues you mentioned, it's aging your body prematurely, but it's also aging your brain. And your brain may even be the worst thing here because there's a relationship between not just losing your intelligence and your memory, but also losing your excitement about life, your creativity, and having a mild form of depression called dysthymia. What I'm saying right now is that processed foods and fake foods and the conventional way of eating leads to depression, but it also leads to people to being sad and not being happy with their life. So they're sick, they can't think straight, they can't do the things they used to do, they have a poor quality of life, and people are suffering needlessly. And then then doctors, they go to doctors and they add medications which we know cause cancer on top of their their underlying illnesses. So it's, it's, it's barbaric. And what I'm saying right now so I give people hope, and what we're talking about right now is letting people know that they don't have to be diabetic, they don't have to have strokes, they don't have to take, you know, be on high blood pressure medication the rest of their life, they can normalize their blood pressure in a few months, and they can protect themselves from cancer and heart disease and dementia and strokes, but also what goes along with that is maintaining your memory, your intelligence, your creativity, and your happiness, your ability to enjoy, truly enjoy the golden years. And that's why all the people that have really learned this to the techniques that I teach, which is all about making healthy food taste fantastic, and you're not losing enjoyment in life, but the point I'm making right now is it's so rewarding to see these people turn their health around, and it's so tragic to see what happens in conventional medical circles when people are just giving a pill, and then we see these people almost like they're in prison to their food addiction, and they're, they're prisoners to medical care, and they're prisoners to the medical problems they suffer with as they get older, and the quality of life is very poor. Well, you mentioned something in the book that I thought was very telling, and you talked about the law of cause and effects. And I want our, I want our guests and patients and listeners right now to listen to Dr. Furman explain what he just talked about in terms of cause and effect. There's a law... For every effect, something caused that to occur. So tell them about, tell, the, tell, tell, tell our listeners, tell them if they've got these disorders, what's causing the problem? You know, the, the underlying theme of what we're talking about today is that these diseases that afflict Americans are not natural. They're not predominantly genetic. They're not the inevitable consequence of aging. We're supposed to be living a life from birth to a later death of 100 years old, in great health, being able to be fully physical and fully active. And what we've accepted as normal is so sickly that people after the age of 60 are so unable to do anything in their lives. They're just about couch potatoes, and they start to lose their intelligence by age 70. The point I'm making right now is that excellent nutrition just puts back our body's natural 
natural, miraculous self-healing and self-protective immune system. We're not supposed to be getting sicknesses. And when, when we eat poorly, and the American diet, by the way, is 55% of calories processed foods, 33% from animal products, and about 5% from colorful plant foods with all those phytochemicals and antioxidants. What I'm saying is that this acronym, G-BOMBS, G-B-O-M-B-S, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds, that when we eat this cornucopia and we fill our body with antioxidants and chemicals and there's thousands of them in natural food, then it protects our brain against aging, we maintain our memory and our intelligence through a whole life. Your brain is made to go more than 100 years. Your heart is made to go more than 100 years. You could take it out of your body and put it in a younger person. It can live another 50 years. It can live to be 150 or 200 years of your heart if you didn't clog it up with, with, with plaque. What I'm saying right now is that these diseases don't have to happen. And with nutritional excellence, we can have our average lifespan be so much longer, around 100 years old, and have excellent health, a very excellent health between 80 and 100 to really enjoy, that, enjoy our life. It's not that hard to do. And you enjoy life more and you enjoy eating more. And the food you actually taste and smell improves so the food tastes better. And, we're, and people deaden their taste buds with the American diet, with overly salting, overly sugaring, overly flavoring things, and they can't even taste the natural food anymore. It has no flavor. And they, they're listening to me talk, and they're listening to this show, and they're thinking, oh, I might want to improve my health and eat a little better, but no way I'm gonna give up the things I love to eat. I'd rather die younger than even give up the things I love to eat. And they don't realize that their enjoyment of food enhances, but it gets better when you're eating a healthy diet, because your taste gets better, and your smell gets better, and you lose taste as you age. And you lose taste as your health ages and your, and your medical problems start to multiply. Your taste goes too, so you can't taste or smell food very well. So people are not enjoying their life more by living on the American dangerous diet. They're enjoying their life less, and I wanted to make that clear. So I'm telling people that not only are these diseases preventable, but they're reversible. That, they, that your diabetes goes away within a few months, you're off your blood pressure medications, your heart disease melts away, your chronic headaches, your skin clears, your thought processes improve, and nutritional excellence is, is powerfully therapeutic and much more powerfully therapeutic than medications are. Well, that is well stated. <laughs> Very powerful. Now, you call yourself a nutritarian. Explain that. That's right. A nutritarian, the word nutritarian means eating a diet rich in all the nutrients that humans need to have good health. Because most Americans, are they're actually ubiquitously deficient in micronutrients from not eating sufficient high-nutrient foods. And I, I just want to say the foundational principle of a nutritarian diet is the only proven methodology to slow aging and extend human lifespan is moderate caloric restriction in an environment of micronutrient excellence. Now, to say that the other way around, as I'm saying right now, that when your diet is very rich in antioxidants and phytochemicals, when it has that full symphony of nutrients it's supposed to have, it naturally suppresses your appetite, so you no longer want to overeat. And when you eat a diet that's nutritionally poor, you become a food-craving machine, and you can't possibly, you can't stop eating, and you feel fatigued and weak and shaky and headachey well, if you don't keep overeating calories. So I'm saying that those three things go together. In other words, you, more, you can comfortably moderately restrict and lose your desire to overeat when you improve the nutritional quality of your diet. And when you don't and you eat the way most Americans eat, you can't control your calories and you can't maintain a normal weight. So diets don't work because people just can't willingly 
cut back on calories. I have to eat better quality to do that comfortably. So I'm saying that all the, all the pieces mesh together. And when you eat high nutrient foods, they naturally contain less calories, but they fill you up, they satiate you, and then they, and they turn down the appetite. So people can successfully restore themselves to their ideal weight, they can comfortably keep themselves their ideal weight for the rest of their life, and they can enjoy eating high nutrient, good tasting foods prepared in delicious ways. It's a, it's a technique and a knowledge base that people have to learn, and when, when they learn it, it's like setting them free, they can control their health destiny. Now, this is Dr. Furman's written about this in his latest book, The End of Heart Disease. And he has a, a table in the book, and it's called the ANDI scores. That would be the Aggregate Nutrient Density Index of various foods. And the way they get the score is they divide the number of nutrients in a food over calories in a certain portion of food. And so they measure all the various vitamins and minerals that are in these foods. And then they divide it by the calories to see which foods provide the most nutrition for every calorie you eat. And it was very interesting. Now, I'm a big guy on on broccoli and and on a spinach. I, I eat that every day. I have broccoli and spinach salad every day or have it in a smoothie every day. And I really had never thought of anything in terms of the aggregate nutrient density index. Never seen it before, really. I don't know if this is your first book you put it in or maybe you put it in the others. I didn't see it. Anyway, so so the score, nutrition over calories. I'll start at the bottom of the list. Coca-Cola, for every calorie you get, it has a score of one. Nutrition. An apple pie has a score of four. You go, I don't know, what is, is that good or bad? Well, let's turn over here. The top, the top most nutrition. Nutri- nutritional green vegetable you can eat. Guess what it is? Well, I already read look. it. It's, <laughs> it's collard greens. It has a score of a thousand. Kale's a thousand. Mustard mm-hmm. greens a thousand. Water chest a thousand. Spinach is seven hundred and seven. That's not bad. Broccoli's down there at three eighty four. Not bad, but not good. So I switched this morning based upon what I read in your book. Instead of having broccoli and spinach. Uh, uh, juicy this morning. I had a kale and spinach juicy this morning, and I'm feeling better already, guys. I really am. <laughs> so, uh, but this is it's important to get this because I don't know people eat less broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how people eat broccoli. No, I'm saying I don't want people to eat less. No, broccoli. Broccoli is super food. You know, I know it's good. That. I'm good for you, but I'm just talking about the nutritional, the nutrition, and it, it, obviously broccoli's got some other benefits too. Uh, but it's interesting to look at this, and you can see what foods are nutritionally beneficial and what foods aren't. Now, now, doctor, I know you're very. Let me let me ask you this: Would you agree with me that sugar and simple carbohydrates, your pizza, pastas, your your tortillas, your cookies, your cakes, your white bread, your potatoes and rice, have a detrimental effect on your overall health? Uh, they not only um, increase the risk of diabetes and obesity, but they also increase risk of cancer and dementia. The high levels of sugar that flood into the bloodstream after you eat a processed carbohydrate like pizza or croissants or bagels, those high sugars and the high insulin levels that accompany them destroy brain cells with every flux of sugar rising up in your system. So the high insulin also promotes angiogenesis, which means it promotes both cellular replication and the ability of cells to get a new blood supply to feed them which promotes essentially the mechanism via which cancers spread. 
So yes, I'm saying that pizza and bagels and croissants and donuts and honey and maple syrup as well, that we should get our sweeteners from fresh fruit and some dried fruits because the way nature designed it, it slows the absorption of glucose and you don't need as much of an insulin response. It seems like you know a, a peach might be very sweet or a berry might be sweet, but there's a different, different biological effect when you eat a piece of fruit than when you have those high simple carbohydrates as you mentioned. Now there's also that as you become more overweight, those foods become more dangerous because the insulin response gets magnified because the fat on the body blocks the uptake of insulin. So your pancreas has to secrete a lot more insulin. So with every extra pound you put on your body, then that high glycemic carbohydrate becomes more cancer causing. And to just to finish the point, these foods cause depression in a dose dependent manner. Two servings a week of commercial baked goods or fast foods are linked to doubling the risk of depression. And it goes up from there, three servings, four servings, five servings, in a dose dependent manner, because people admit and they understand that these foods damage the heart, the blood vessels, and they damage the, the, the body, but they don't see how effectively these foods are at, at damaging the brain and damaging your emotions and causing mental illness as well. Well, let's go back to the inflammation and the, these, these uh, simple carbohydrates, which by the way, folks, a simple carbohydrate is a starch. What is a starch? A starch is a series of glucose or sugar molecules put together. As soon as you put them in your body, your body begins to digest them, starting in the mouth with amylase enzyme and all the way into your stomach. And so you, whenever you eat a potato, a bowl of rice, or you eat uh, several pieces of bread, white bread, and you're eating rolls and, and these sort of things, you're immediately raising your sugar level. And that burns up pretty quickly and you get a sugar high feel good for a little while, and then all of a sudden you're starved again. you got to go back for seconds and thirds. And the next thing you know, as the doctor, as Dr. Furman talked about, over time this, in, you, this increases your sugar level in your blood and you increases the insulin production from your pancreas, which is trying to drive the sugar into the cells to burn it up, but it gets resistant. And so insulin doesn't want sugar floating around, so the next thing it does, it takes that insulin and it drives it into fat, and it makes you fat. So you get high insulin levels when you eat a, when you eat a high carbohydrate, simple carbohydrate like this, and drink a lot of sugary drinks, particularly fructose. That's doubly bad for you when you drink, uh, you know, products that have, you know, fructose corn. You know, what do they call it? High, high fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup and all that. And I mean, this is doubly bad for you folks, yeah. and it, it makes you, it will make you sick, and it will kill you over time, and then. The, the inflammation that's caused by the sugar causes an inflammatory process that affects the bodies, and it oftentimes settles most commonly in your arteries, primarily your coronary arteries. And that's where I'd like to go with this next discussion is this whole concept of coronary artery disease and what the conventional doctors do to treat coronary artery disease, which, by the way, is not caused by cholesterol. Don't let anybody tell you that you got to get your cholesterol lower to get healthy and well, and you got to be on a cholesterol drug. Those cholesterol drugs in, increase your overall mortality. Uh, they're they're bad for you. They destroy coenzyme Q10. They destroy heart, uh, which makes heart doesn't beat well. Your muscles don't do well. They're bad drugs and they're dangerous drugs. You don't, in order to be to, to prevent heart disease, you've got to prevent the inflammation that causes the heart disease. And so as Dr. Furman would tell you, that starts with changing your eating habits. 
And guess what? Guess who has a choice to do that? You. You make the choice on what you're going to put in your mouth. So by, by the, the cause of the heart disease is the inflammation that's caused by the food that you're eating. So if you want to have heart disease, let me recommend that you go down and get a Shipley's Donut or Dunkin' Donut every day and have several Cokes during the day and make sure you got some pizza for dinner and you have pastas and you're eating rolls at night and snacking and have a bowl of dish ice cream. And you keep doing that long enough, I guarantee you, you're going to get coronary artery disease. You're going to get obesity. You're going to get diabetes. You're going to get strokes. You're going to be a sick puppy dog. And then you're going to end up going to the doctor your conventional doctor, and he goes, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get you on some drugs. He's going to put you on a diuretic, and you're going to pee off magnesium, and your pressure is going to go higher, so he's going to add a beta blocker or a calcium channel blocker or ACE inhibitor, and then he's going to give you something for your sleep, and maybe he thinks you're depressed, on an antidepressant, your joint searcher on anti-inflammatories, which cause increased coronary artery disease, and he's going to make you sicker quicker. And then when you get really sick, he's going to send you to his partner, who's a cardiovascular surgeon, who's going to put stents in your heart and do bypass surgery. And they never will address the underlying, none of that, the drugs nor the surgery ever address the underlying problem, which is the inflammation caused by the poor nutrition. Now, Dr. Furman says this in his book, and I thought it was interesting. Every physician has the responsibility to tell his patients basically uh, a risk-benefit of what they're doing, what the risks are, what the benefits are, what alternatives there are that could, that could solve the problem. And he, and I'll just tell you, knowing, having dealt with some cardiovascular surgeons, I don't know a one of them that said, look, before we go in there and put the knife to you or put a stent in you and do angiogram, why don't we put you on a good, healthy eating program, Dr. Furman's program, and we're going to get you healthy and well on a, a nutritarian eating program. We're going to get you eating vegetables and fruits. We're going to get you to exercise. You're going to lose weight. Now, that's what they really have. A, they have a moral obligation to do that because they're required to do that, and they don't do that. Why don't they do that, Doc? Right. Why it's don't really they do that? Trick. Why don't they do that, Dr. Furman? Well... It's obviously a lot of reasons why they don't spend time with patients. They don't feel they're effective. They'd be effective. They don't feel people will listen to them. They do what other doctors do. They do what's quick and makes the most money for them. They do what's easiest. They do what you want. You know, the point is here, here is that um, the way medical care evolved over the last, you know, 55 decades is such that now we, we, we happen, what happens is what you just described. People get medications and procedures while the cause continues to allow the disease to progress. Well, what people aren't told is that when you put that stent in, you didn't reduce the person's risk of having a heart attack. You increased it right. because you only treated a small area of the heart, the area that wasn't that most wasn't the most vulnerable spot with what's going to cause the heart attack. And now you put a foreign body in the heart that can cause the nidus of the new inflammation, cause a new clot to form. Right. Now the person has to be on clot busting drugs the rest of their life because you put that stent in it's without just... getting a benefit. So it's like you gave them a quick fix. We give people what makes them temporarily feel good, even if it damages their long-term health. Whereas I'm saying, and what you're saying right now too, is if people got true informed consent, if the doctor sat down with them and just spent 15 minutes explaining how dangerous these procedures were and how they don't increase the risk of life, they don't increase lifespan or reduce the risk of future um, harm. 
And the only way to do that is with aggressive dietary change. And if you did the aggressive dietary change, then you wouldn't need the stent or the bypass surgery. And if people were, if all that information was explained to the patient, nobody would choose a stent anymore. That's right. The fact that it's, you know, people are doing it left and right, you know, it just demonstrates the fact that we're not informing the patient of what they need to know to make a decision. Well, it's the, uh, call it the medical industrial complex, pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical companies, hospitals, insurance companies, and the government control it. Most of these doctors have sold out to these various groups. They're either owned by a hospital or they're owned by the insurance company or they're working for the government. And they don't have a choice. If they don't do what if they don't do what the 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 insurance companies require, they're they're off the program. They don't have a way to make a living and they don't know how to make a living because they weren't taught in medical school how to help people get healthy and well. It's funny when you help people get healthy and well, they compensate you handsomely and you can make a mighty good living helping people get well. They want you to do that. They don't want the standard care that, you know, the standard care that they get from the medical uh, field. Now, look, we've talked about the dangers of sugar. We've talked about the benefits of fresh green vegetables and fruits. Now, the dangers of meat and your plus and minus on fats. I'll tell you, we have been very interested and advocated ketone a ketogenic diet in, in uh, many of our patients. Uh, and I, I'm even on a ketogenic eating program, and we've had great benefits with that. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on, on a ketogenic eating program. Well, first of all, um, when we compare people eating sesame oil to sesame seeds or walnut oil to walnuts, or pecans to pecan oil, we always see that the eating the whole nut or seed has dramatic benefits for lifespan and disease protection. Even in the PrevaMed study, which showed that people who ate more olive oil had lower coronary artery disease risk. When they switched from olive oil to nuts, their heart disease risk went down by another 60%. In other words, it's not the facts that we're talking about. It's whether you're getting the fat from a whole food, like a nut or a seed, versus a processed food, like an oil. And when you use that whole seed, you, just like the whole food, it's like eating a, an apple versus apple juice or apple sugar or coconut sugar versus the coconut. The point is there are fibers, bioflavonoids, anthocyanins, sterols, stanols. We have to get people to make salad dressings, not by putting oil in vinegar, but by blending nuts and seeds with the vinegar and the other flavorings. It, it makes a complete different biological outcome. So I think that we're, what we're talking here is that even when we're talking about trees, that beans are linked in all the blue zones to longer life. Beans are linked in all the massive studies, like the Physicians and Nurses Health Study, to dramatically lower rates of cancer and longer lifespan. That we give more credence to studies that have large thousands of people, many thousands of people that want for decades, and look at hard endpoints like death or heart attack rates or cancer diagnoses. And when we look at hard endpoints, the more serious endpoints, we always see that a diet richer in these natural foods live longer, and diets higher in meat and chicken and live shorter lives. So we're trying to get people to reduce their oil consumption, to reduce processed foods, and also to reduce animal products to much lower levels. So whether you, and so I think that whether your diet is ketogenic or not is less important than whether your source of calories come from a source of processed foods or a source of natural foods. Are you eating, you know what I mean? Are you getting your, are you getting your fat from a natural source? Are you, are you getting it from a processed food source? Are you getting your carbohydrate from a natural source, like a bean, or are you getting it from a processed food source, like a bread? Are you getting your protein from a natural, you know? And, and we also know that in the largest studies, like the Adventist Health Study 2, that the more plant protein you get, 
the high protein plant foods like nuts and seeds and beans and you know then heart disease deaths and cancer rates go down versus more meat proteins and animal proteins heart disease deaths go up so so whether that ratio of fat, carbohydrate, and protein, I'm less stringent and I'm not focusing on the macronutrient balance as much as I'm focusing on the micronutrient quality and the overall level of wholeness and nutrition in, in your total dietary choices. I got you. Very good. Well, Dr. Furman, I want to commend you again on just doing an outstanding job in leading a wellness revolution in the in the nutritional field and helping physicians like myself and like my colleagues here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center understand better the importance of, and the ultimate importance, the primary importance of a healthy eating program over everything else. Now, we, we know this at our center, and I'm not sure whether you do this at all, if you do strictly nutrition. We do replenish with natural hormones as people age, their hormone levels decline and women's hormones get imbalanced. And so we use natural bioidentical hormones, natural desiccated thyroid when indicated and sex hormones, both males and females. And we do, we do, uh, we support the adrenal gland with cortisol and other things and use pregnenolone and DHEA and these sort of, uh, sort of uh, hormones as, as an adjunctive therapy to the, to the, uh, eating program, but we know this, is that those people that best follow our healthy eating lifestyle always do better than the people who don't, and we can give them the same things, but it, the, so the, the point I want to leave with our listeners, and I want to underscore what Dr. Furman has said, is the ultimate importance of what you put in your mouth is going to determine who you are as a physical person, it's going to determine your overall health. And if you make that a priority, then you're going to have a much better life and you're going to have a much less, you're going to have less disease, you're going to have more energy, and you're going to have more enjoyment of your life, and you're going to live a longer life. And all you have to do is eat right. This is not rocket science. It's cheap. It's the cheapest thing you can do is eat right. It, in fact, it costs more money to eat unhealthy. You got to go buy unhealthy food, and it's always more expensive than. Fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, you know, good meats or, or, or good oils. So, Dr. Furman, I really appreciate you being here. Would you like to make one last comment and one charge to our listeners? Yes, I'd like to say that this, this is all about taking control of your health and don't be satisfied with being sick because you can get well. Whether it's an autoimmune disease like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis or it's asthmatic that, that people and totally get well, and they shouldn't be satisfied with going to doctors and taking drugs. And for people seriously ill with diabetes or heart disease, instead of going to the hospital, having your chest cut open, they, I have a retreat where people can come for two to three months. And we can feed them impeccably well of the foods we grow on the premises, and we get them totally well again, and we discharge them with no heart disease, with no more cholesterol, with no more high blood pressure medication, no more diabetes, they, and they learn how to make the food. So, in other words, even the, even the most sick people even can get well. Even the people with advanced conditions can reverse their conditions. So I'm saying to people, don't think this is not for you. Don't think it's too late for you. Don't think you're too old, too sick, or you just can't eat this way. You can learn to love it, and it's so effective you will. You're going to love it if you get into it. So I'm just being encouraging and hopeful to let people know they can get better. Well, let's, ta want. let's talk about your retreat, your, uh, your, your facility. Where is it located where people come and live? Where is that located? It's located in San Diego, California. Okay. Outside of San Diego. And what's the name of it? The Eat to Live Retreat. The what? Eat to Live Retreat. Okay, great. Eat, 
Eat to Live. Now, they can go on www.drfurman.com and find out about this? Absolutely. Or you can go to Eat to Live Retreat, I presume, on Google, right? Um, to drfurman.com right now. Okay. Be there on the, that's doc, that's Dr. D-R-F, as in Frank, U-H-R-M, as in Mary, A-N.com. Drfurman.com. And you can find about his books. You want to purchase his books, you can probably get them. You can get them online at his, his location. You go to Amazon, I'm sure, and get them as well. And you can find about out about his medical retreat facility where you can go if you need some care more than just coming into a center for a day. You want to go and spend several weeks or a month getting yourself healthy. Dr. Furman provides that, and he's done a tremendous job. Dr. Furman, I, I'm going to have one other quick question that popped into my mind. Give me a quick comment on nightshades. It only affects one in twenty people. So, um, and and, they, and and even and out of the one in twenty, some can eat moderate levels of them, and some can eat, should be doing none. But it's not a major factor for the vast majority of people. It's only people who are more sensitive to it. Right now, just to let y'all know, nightshades would be like tomatoes, tomatoes. And, mm-hmm. and peppers, peppers, and those white sort of potato. Right. So anyway, thank you for that. And again, doctor, thank you so very much for your leadership and all you've done. It's been a privilege to have you on our program today. And I, I've learned a lot and been challenged by your your confidence and your excitement in what you do, and it's recharged my batteries. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Good luck to you, and best of health to you guys and all your listeners. Okay, God bless you now. And if you out there want to find out more information about doing a 180, taking charge of your health, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, we'd love to have a conversation with you. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us, 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. Thank you for joining us here today at Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution Radio Program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.